Welcome to my podcast, Unlocking Your Natural Confident Mindset. Hey, I'm Cynthia Lee, Master Certified Life Coach, Confidence and Self-Esteem Coach, a lover of all things that promote happiness, and an advocate for people not giving a shit about other people's opinion and living their life perfectly imperfect. In these podcast series, I want to help you clarify exactly what you want, determine what's in your way, and put you on the right path to success. Let me help clear the chaos so that you can find healing in your relationships, confidence in your stride, identify roadblocks, and dismantle any toxic beliefs that you may have. So let's get started with this week's episode. Social Anxiety to Social Butterfly in 90 Days. In this podcast episode, we are going to talk about the symptoms of social anxiety, the causes, how to lessen social anxiety, how to build social confidence and self-esteem, how to build an excited social life, and how to make friends. With all of the phobias, it's possible that social anxiety is the most common. Social anxiety is the fear or apprehension that you'll be judged negatively by others in social situations. Social anxiety might seem harmless, but it can have a profound effect on many parts of your life. Social anxiety can have a negative impact on your career, social life, education, and in your intimate relationships. Social or severe social anxiety may require professional assistance, but there are many things that you can do to help yourself. If you think about it, you learned to be fearful in social situations. Therefore, you can also teach yourself how to be more comfortable in social settings. Plus, with an effective plan, you can erase years of social anxiety in just 90 days. If you are currently experiencing social anxiety and lack of a social life that you desire, you have everything necessary within you to enhance your social life and sense of well-being. So how social anxiety is experienced can vary from person to person. Not everyone's the same. The difference between individuals can be quite striking. The only common experience is one of discomfort. So the question for you is, how does social anxiety feel to you? Do you know? There are many common physical symptoms, which include nausea, trembling, rapid heartbeat, dizziness, and sweating. However, the symptoms aren't just physical. There could be some psychological symptoms too, such as anticipatory anxiety regarding situations that can occur weeks before the event, skipping work, school, avoiding social situations, and worrying about yourself in front of others. You don't have to let these symptoms affect you negatively. Choose to accept your discomfort and deal with it. There are several strategies that we're going to talk about that can help. But first, I want to talk about some of the causes of social anxiety. Social anxiety often starts at a young age and is believed to have both a genetic and environmental component to it. Some people are more likely to feel anxious than others. 
but we all have the potential to be more confident and comfortable. A few suspected environmental causes can include family dynamic, bullying at school, abuse, negative social experiences, and an incorrect assessment. It is possible that the causes don't even matter. Some of us have brains that learn too quickly. One negative experience can result in avoiding the same experience in the future. Being intelligent isn't always an advantage. Consider you made a hasty judgment in your youth. Uh, Consider your path. Can you see any negative experience from your childhood that affects your ability to comfortably relate to others? Luckily, we're all grown now. I mean, we're grown up and we can make our own choices. These experiences no longer have to affect your behavior and your feelings. If social anxiety is largely a learned behavior, it only makes sense that you can learn a new way of reacting to situations that currently causes you fear or anxiety. Now I'll say that again. If social anxiety is largely a learned behavior, it is only makes sense that you can learn a new way of reacting to situations that causes you fear or anxiety. So here are some strategies that can lessen or eliminate social anxiety. The only thing you need is just a little bit of bravery. So try these techniques to minimize your social anxiety. The first one is to be logical. Looking into the future and expecting the worst is the cause of anxiety. You must be expecting something bad to happen. Otherwise, how can you feel bad about something that hasn't even happened yet? So ask yourself, what is the worst outcome that is likely to happen? The key word is likely. What impact would that truly have on me? Do I have a reason to be anxious? Are all of these people really interested in my life or are they more likely to be concerned with their own lives and issues? What am I actually risking by attending this event? What will my life look like in 10 years or even five years if I don't enhance my social life and my ability to deal with others? The second one is to be mindful. Mindfulness is all the rage these days, but what is mindfulness? Mindfulness is paying attention to the present while being accepting of your thoughts and feelings. Notice how clever that is? If you're only thinking about the present, the future is absent from your mind. It's not possible to worry about something you're not even thinking about. Your life is happening at this very second. You can only live your life in the present moment. All the time spent worrying is lost. Mindfulness can be used during socially stressful situations too. When you're feeling stressed, acknowledge the sensation that you're feeling in your body. Isn't that interesting? My heart sure is beating quickly. So stay focused on your environment and your current activity. If you're talking to someone, focus on their words and their face. By focusing on your environment, you can stay out of your mind. 
mindfulness requires practice, but it can enhance every aspect of your life. The third is to breathe. It's questionable whether anyone can learn to control their heart rate, blood pressure, or tendency to sweat. However, you can certainly control your breathing. You can hold your breath faster or slower and control the depth of your breath. Slow, deep breaths are effective at lessening the physical symptoms of anxiety. When you're feeling stressed, take deeper, slower breaths and see what happens. If you have a little bit of privacy, try incorporating relaxation techniques with your breathing. Close your eyes while taking deep, slow breaths. Flex and reflex each muscle of your body. Start at your toes and move all the way up to your face. Using these strategies each day, soon you will turn them into habits that will lessen the amount of general anxiety that you feel. But these techniques may not be enough to lessen your anxiety in specific situations. It's a lot like golf. Being great at putting doesn't necessarily translate to being a great, being great with your driver, right? So however, lessening your overall anxiety does provide the mental space needed to attack the individual parts of your social life. Now I'm gonna say that again. Lessening your overall anxiety provides the mental space needed to attack the individual parts of your life, of your social life, too. It's unlikely that anyone can eliminate all the fear associated with um, an activity or situation without facing the situation directly. That means that you're going to have to make yourself uncomfortable to see improvement. Fortunately, You can minimize the discomfort. Baby steps are the key. You need to follow these steps in order to expose yourself to the situation that you fear. The first one is to create reasonable social goals. Reasonable is a function of your starting point. If you can't talk to someone without feeling as if you're about to have a coronary, a goal of dating a supermodel or anyone in the next 90 days is probably too aggressive. So set a few reasonable goals that focus on improvement rather than perfection. Walking up to a stranger and asking for directions comfortably can be a reasonable goal for some. Randomly walking up to a person in a store and just saying hi or carrying on a conversation can't be a reasonable goal. The second one is is to create a hierarchy of tasks based upon the stressfulness of the situation. So let's stick with the goal of asking a stranger for directions. So consider the steps you can take to achieve this goal with minimal amount of stress. So the first one, you can walk around a mall and make eye contact with at least 100 people as you pass them. Maintaining your mindfulness and your deep, slow breathing. Step two, you can walk around the mall, make eye contact, and smile directly at 100 people. Step three, do the same as step two, but also say hi to each person. If you do this to 100 people, you can be certain that at least one person will engage in a conversation with you. Do your best. Step four, 
do step three, but also ask where a store is located in the mall. There can be many more steps involved. If you're anxious about using uh, the phone, the first step might be to look at a phone for two minutes. The next step may be to hold the phone in your hand. How quickly you move to the next step is up to you. If you wait until you're 100% comfortable, it will take a long time to be successful. If you rush, you're gonna be miserable and quit before you're successful. So monitor your feelings of anxiety and move forward accordingly. Keep attacking additional goals until you're able to stay comfortable in all situations that are meaningful to you. Third one is to keep records. You can call it a journal or a diary or whatever it is that you want to call it, but keep records of your anxiety as you work towards your goals. The, easier, the easiest way is to assign a value to it, a value of between one and 10, 10 being highly stressful. Avoid being upset because your anxiety level is still at a seven after a month of working on it. Instead, be excited that you're now a seven instead of a nine when you are, that you were experiencing in the beginning. You can quickly learn when to move on to the next step in your hierarchy if you do create that anxiety hierarchy. The fourth one is avoid worrying about the things that you can't control. There are many things that you can't control. And I tell this to my son all the time. You can't control other people. You can't control what they say. You can't control what they do. You can only control yourself, what you do, your actions, and your reactions. So why worry about it? Why worry about sweating, the mood of others, the fact that you think your ears are too big, you know, you have the ability to change your reaction to stressful situations by slowly increasing your exposure to them. Start small and be patient. You'll be surprised where you'll end up in 90 days by making small improvements each week. So we're going to go on a quick break and then we're going to come back and we are going to talk about building social confidence and self-esteem. So let's talk about building social confidence and self-esteem. Social confidence and self-esteem are at the core of becoming a social butterfly. Removing your anxiety creates a neutral condition that allows you to build your social confidence. Building your confidence will also help lower the social anxiety that still remains. There are many ways to build your social confidence and self-esteem. The first one is to make a list of your positive qualities. If you think you don't have any, ask your mom, dad, your best friend, ask someone that's close to you that knows you. Even the people you don't like have a quality or two that you do like. The average stranger will like several things about you. So make a complete list and refer to it whenever you're feeling down about your social skills just to remind you of how great you are. The second one is latch on to your sociable friends. Which of your friends is the most outgoing? 
Spend time in social situations with that person. You'll feel more comfortable and might even make a friend or two in the process. The third one is take control of your self-talk. If you tell yourself a thousand times a day, I'm a socially confident person and others love spending time with me, you'll start to believe it. Just as important, you won't have room to say anything negative about yourself. The fourth one is to relax. Take it easy on yourself. You can take any single interaction too seriously. It's likely to turn out poorly. People have busy lives. Too much preoccupied, uh, too many are preoccupied with themselves to spend time thinking about you. The fifth one is prepare yourself beforehand. You have a party on Friday at your boss's house and you must attend. What can you do to prepare yourself? You could think of who else will be there. Out of these people, who can you feel comfortable to speak to? Could you take someone to remove some of that social pressure? We all have a friend that can't seem to stop talking. He or she might finally be useful. So visualize being socially comfortable and successful at the party. Have a list of topics of discuss. Maybe someone uh, there has six kids or someone loves to eat a certain dish. So you could finally talk about that with that individual. Have a list of topics to talk about with each individual or something that's going on in the news um, can be a great way to help you feel comfortable. Almost like conversation starters. Six is make a list of your successes. You might be confident um, yet, you might not be confident about your social skills yet, but you are confident about other things. Make a list of your successes and the things that fill you with the feeling of confidence. Review this list regularly and the confidence you feel will lead into other areas of your life. Seven, smile. That's easy enough, right? Smiling can enhance your mood and increase your attractiveness to others. Eight, have good eye contact and stand up straight. If you act confident, you will feel more confident. Many experts believe that your mood follows your physiology. Standing up tall and maintaining eye contact with others will instill the feeling of confidence. Ninth, and this is something I do often, celebrate your victories, no matter how small. I'm going to say that again. Celebrate your victories, no matter how small. If you have to be the most social person in the world to be happy with yourself, there's not much chance that you'll ever be happy. Anytime you perform better than you did in the past, take the time to congratulate yourself. You deserve it. So anytime you do something that you've been avoiding in the past, celebrate that too. Greater level of confidence and self-esteem opens the door to enhancing your social life. You may have many qualities and successes that make you truly confident. You've already dealt with uh, much of your anxiety. Building the confidence and social esteem needed to take the next steps is very important. Creating a social, an exciting social life might seem impossible, 
but you have to have a couple of huge advantages on your side. There are many people in the world and many of those people will like to enhance their social life as well. You have all the advantages that you need. The only missing ingredients is a plan. Create a social, uh, exciting social life from scratch with some of these techniques. The first is to join a club. Find a club based on the activities that you enjoy and you'll probably find people there that you enjoy as well. A lot of misconceptions that I have heard is uh, individuals believing that there's a certain way to be social. And if you're not doing those things, then you're not being social. But if you're doing something that you love and you're around people that enjoy those activities too, not only will you meet people that share the same interests and qualities, they'll give you something to talk about. You'll feel more comfortable and you'll feel more confident. The second is get back in touch with old friends. Some old friends. Busy lives result in losing track of each other. Reaching out to some of your friends that you no longer see on a regular basis can help. At least one of them will be thrilled to hear from you. But understand that there's some people, I think Medea said it best, that people are like a tree and some people are like the leaves, they blow and they leave, they're only there for a little bit. Some people are like the, the branches, you think they're your friends, so you step on them and then they fall. But there are some people that are like the roots of the tree that helps hold the tree up and to keep the tree stable. Those are the people that you want to reach out to. So who do you know locally that might like to spend time with you as well? I mean, it could be an old friend. I already talked about finding those people that are like the roots of a tree. Reach out to those people. So maybe it's the person that cuts your grass or clean your pool or the best friend you had a long time ago that life just made you guys separate. Reach out to them. The third one is take part in new activities. New actions result in meeting new people. So join a gym or a yoga class or volunteer at a local charity or a concert venue. The fourth is avoid the solo activities that you use to avoid leaving home. This often uh, includes the television and internet. No one improves their social life by watching TV alone. The fifth is talk to a new person each day. There are people all around you. There are people waiting in line near you at the store or sitting next to you while you wait for the bus. Not everyone will become your best friend, but the odds are on your side that you'll hit it off with someone eventually. The sixth is start a meetup group. You can choose the emphasis of your group and get together with like-minded people on a regular basis. Make that club about anything you choose. Maybe you love wine tasting or yoga or band, music, jazz. It's up to you. The seventh is throw a party. If you're not invited to many parties, you're probably not hosting enough parties. You have a friend that's great at hosting parties. Get together with them and you two can throw something together. The eighth is utilize social media. It's called social for a reason. Reach out to new people and add friends of friends to your friends list. 
Post interesting things and people will pay attention to your posts or tweets. Ask if anyone wants to go to the movies on Saturday night or wants to hang out. The ninth is to get out of the house. The more you get out, the more likely you are to meet people that resonate with you. So these are just a few of the things that you can do to build your social life. For the next 90 days, focus on adding social activity like these to your life. Social lives are like gardens. Your social life needs regular attention or it will wither and die. So be proactive with your social life and soon your social life will blossom. You're no longer anxious. You have confidence. You're doing the necessary things to build your social life. But do you know how to make friends? Making friends is a skill that fades away after spending too much time alone. Your social calibration gets a little off and your interactions can be a little odd to others. Fortunately, making friends is simpler, a simple skill to master. Your mom and your in kindergarten taught you nearly everything you need to know. Really? I mean, you can use these tips to make more friends um, than you can handle. So the first one is to be nice. I mean, how simple is that? Simply be kind to others. Treating others the way you like to be treated is a great first step. The second is share an opinion. Your opinion makes you unique and interesting. The third is create a life that excites you. When you're excited about your life, others are attracted to you. What excites you is, is, isn't important. The fact that you're excited and willing to discuss it appeals to people. Be relaxed and confident. If you're too aggressive or too anxious, others will feel uncomfortable. Many people enjoy being around laid back, confident individuals. So smile, have good posture, and good nonverbal skills, and maintain eye contact. The fifth is be trustworthy. Do what you say you're going to do. Let people be confident that you can be trusted. Keep your word and behave in a way that fosters trust. The sixth is be sensitive to others. Having social intelligence isn't largely about recognizing and responding to the emotions of others. I'm gonna say that again. Be sensitive to others. Having social intelligence is largely about recognizing and responding to the emotions of others. The seventh, avoid being a doormat. You wanna be socially confident and you want to uh, make friends, but don't be a doormat. Avoid being so accommodating that others feel comfortable taking advantage of your goodwill. You can't have a friend that disrespects you. Helping others, but limit how much damage you're willing to do to your own life. Put yourself out there and make as many friends as your life can handle. How many friends do you want? Do you know? Would you rather have a few very close friends or many casual friends? Maybe having both appeals to you. It's all up to you. Social anxiety is common to everyone. Even the most confident people feel anxious in certain social situations. 
Social anxiety is all about situations, though, can affect any parts of your life. It can never negatively influence your career, your social life, and your romantic life. While social anxiety can be uncomfortable, there are many tools to, minify, to minimize the discomfort and gain greater confidence. Creating an exciting social life requires regular work and attention. Ignoring your social skills is the quickest way to kill it. You've been close to many people throughout your life, so building your network of friends by reaching out to them can help, especially those that you've lost touch with. Think about what it takes to be a good friend and take action to be that friend. You can take control of your social life. All that is required is a plan, being commitment, and being committed. So for the next 90 days, make it a point to get out the house. The best thing in life includes other people. With time and effort, you can have a social life that can make anyone jealous. That is it for me. I'm signing off. Social anxiety to social butterfly in 90 days. In this podcast episode, we are going to talk about the symptoms of social anxiety, the causes, how to lessen social anxiety, how to build social confidence and self-esteem, how to build an exciting social life, and how to make friends. With all of the phobias, it's possible that social anxiety is the most common. Social anxiety is the fear or apprehension that you'll be judged negatively by others in social situations. Social anxiety might seem harmless, but it can have a profound effect on many parts of your life. Social anxiety can have a negative impact on your career, social life, education, and in your intimate relationships. Social or severe social anxiety may require professional assistance, but there are many things that you can do to help yourself. If you think about it, you learned to be fearful in social situations. Therefore, you can also teach yourself how to be more comfortable in social settings. Plus, with an effective plan, you can erase years of social anxiety in just 90 days. If you are currently experiencing social anxiety and lack of a social life that you desire, you have everything necessary within you to enhance your social life and sense of well-being. So how social anxiety is experienced can vary from person to person. Not everyone's the same. The difference between individuals can be quite striking. The only common experience is one of discomfort. So the question for you is, how does social anxiety feel to you? Do you know? There are many common physical symptoms, which include nausea, trembling, rapid heartbeat, dizziness, and sweating. However, the symptoms aren't just physical. There could be some psychological symptoms too, such as anticipatory 
Anxiety regarding situations that can occur weeks before the event. Skipping work, school, avoiding social situations, and worrying about yourself in front of others. You don't have to let these symptoms affect you negatively. Choose to accept your discomfort and deal with it. There are several strategies that we're going to talk about that can help. But first, I want to talk about some of the causes of social anxiety. Social anxiety often starts at a young age and is believed to have both a genetic and environmental component to it. Some people are more likely to feel anxious than others. But we all have the potential to be more confident and comfortable. A few suspected environmental causes can include family dynamic, bullying at school, abuse, negative social experiences, and an incorrect assessment. It is possible that the causes don't even matter. Some of us have brains that learn too quickly. One negative experience can result in avoiding the same experience in the future. Being intelligent isn't always an advantage. Consider you made a hasty judgment in your youth. Uh, consider your path. Can you see any negative experience from your childhood that affects your ability to comfortably relate to others? Luckily, we're all grown now. I mean, we're grown up and we can make our own choices. These experiences no longer have to affect your behavior and your feelings. If social anxiety is largely a learned behavior, it only makes sense that you can learn a new way of reacting to situations that currently causes you fear or anxiety. Now I'll say that again. If social anxiety is largely a learned behavior, it is only makes sense that you can learn a new way of reacting to situations that causes you fear or anxiety. So here are some strategies that can lessen or eliminate social anxiety. The only thing you need is just a little bit of bravery. So try these techniques to minimize your social anxiety. The first one is to be logical. Looking into the future and expecting the worst is the cause of anxiety. You must be expecting something bad to happen. Otherwise, how can you feel bad about something that hasn't even happened yet? So ask yourself, what is the worst outcome that is likely to happen? The key word is likely. What impact would that truly have on me? Do I have a reason to be anxious? Are all of these people really interested in my life or are they more likely to be concerned with their own lives and issues? What am I actually risking by attending this event? What will my life look like in 10 years or even five years if I don't enhance my social life and my ability to deal with others? The second one is to be mindful. Mindfulness is all the rage these days. But what is mindfulness? Mindfulness is paying attention to the present while being accepting of your thoughts and feelings. Notice how clever that is? If you're only thinking about the present, the future is absent from your mind. It's 
not possible to worry about something you're not even thinking about. Your life is happening at this very second. You can only live your life in the present moment. All the time spent worrying is lost. Mindfulness can be used during socially stressful situations too. When you're feeling stressed, acknowledge the sensation that you're feeling in your body. Isn't that interesting? My heart sure is beating quickly. So stay focused on your environment and your current activity. If you're talking to someone, focus on their words and their face. By focusing on your environment, you can stay out of your mind. Mindfulness requires practice, but it can enhance every aspect of your life. The third is to breathe. It's questionable whether anyone can learn to control their heart rate, blood pressure, or tendency to sweat. However, you can certainly control your breathing. You can hold your breath faster or slower and control the depth of your breath. Slow, deep breaths are effective at lessening the physical symptoms of anxiety. When you're feeling stressed, take deeper, slower breaths and see what happens. If you have a little bit of privacy, try incorporating relaxation techniques with your breathing. Close your eyes while taking deep, slow breaths. Flex and reflex each muscle of your body. Start at your toes and move all the way up to your face. Using these strategies each day, soon you'll turn them into habits that will lessen the amount of general anxiety that you feel. But these techniques may not be enough to lessen your anxiety in specific situations. It's a lot like golf. Being great at putting doesn't necessarily translate to being a great, being great with your driver, right? So however, lessening your overall anxiety does provide the mental space needed to attack the individual parts of your social life. Now I'm gonna say that again. Lessening your overall anxiety provides the mental space needed to attack the individual parts of your life, of your social life, too. It's unlikely that anyone can eliminate all the fear associated with um, an activity or situation without facing the situation directly. That means that you're going to have to make yourself uncomfortable to see improvement. Fortunately, You can minimize the discomfort. Baby steps are the key. You need to follow these steps in order to expose yourself to the situation that you fear. The first one is to create reasonable social goals. Reasonable is a function of your starting point. If you can't talk to someone without feeling as if you're about to have a coronary, a goal of dating a supermodel or anyone in the next 90 days is probably too aggressive. So set a few reasonable goals that focus on improvement rather than perfection. Walking up to a stranger and asking for directions comfortably can be a reasonable goal for some. Randomly walking up to a person in a store and just saying hi or carrying on a conversation can't be a reasonable goal. The second one is, is to create a hierarchy of tasks based upon the stressfulness of the situation. So let's stick with the goal of 
asking a stranger for directions. So consider the steps you can take to achieve this goal with minimal amount of stress. So the first one, you can walk around a mall and make eye contact with at least 100 people as you pass them. Maintaining your mindfulness and your deep, slow breathing. Step two, you can walk around the mall, make eye contact, and smile directly at 100 people. Step three, do the same as step two, but also say hi to each person. If you do this to 100 people, you can be certain that at least one person will engage in a conversation with you. Do your best. Step four, do step three, but also ask where a store is located in the mall. There can be many more steps involved. If you're anxious about using uh, the phone, the first step might be to look at a phone for two minutes. The next step may be to hold the phone in your hand. How quickly you move to the next step is up to you. If you wait until you're 100% comfortable, it will take a long time to be successful. If you rush, you're gonna be miserable and quit before you're successful. So monitor your feelings of anxiety and move forward accordingly. Keep attacking additional goals until you're able to stay comfortable in all situations that are meaningful to you. Third one is to keep records. You can call it a journal or a diary or whatever it is that you want to call it, but keep records of your anxiety as you work towards your goals. The, easier, the easiest way is to assign a value to it, a value of between one and 10, 10 being highly stressful. Avoid being upset because your anxiety level is still at a seven after a month of working on it. Instead, be excited that you're now a seven instead of a nine when you are, that you were experiencing in the beginning. You can quickly learn when to move on to the next step in your hierarchy if you do create that anxiety hierarchy. The fourth one is avoid worrying about the things that you can't control. There are many things that you can't control. And I tell this to my son all the time. You can't control other people. You can't control what they say. You can't control what they do. You can only control yourself, what you do, your actions, and your reactions. So why worry about it? Why worry about sweating, the mood of others, the fact that you think your ears are too big, You know, you have the ability to change your reaction to stressful situations by slowly increasing your exposure to them. Start small and be patient. You'll be surprised where you'll end up in 90 days by making small improvements each week. So we're going to go on a quick break and then we're going to come back and we are going to talk about building social confidence and self-esteem. Thank you for hanging out with me. And if you like what you're hearing and you want to continue to hear more inspirational and motivational coaching tips that's designed specifically to help you to obtain unshakable self-confidence, then be sure to subscribe. Also, 
on capriciously.com. That's C-A-P-R-I-C-I-O-U-S-L-E-E.com. We have a number of courses and a membership program that is designed specifically to help you to master the art of being truly authentic to yourself and to have that unshakable self-confidence that you deserve. Also there, you can book your free consultation if you're interested in having me as your personal confidence coach. I'm excited. I hope you're excited. Go ahead. What are you waiting for? Check out capriciously.com and see how we can help you to get that unshakable confidence that you deserve.